Well, hello, friends. Welcome to the greatest month of the year. That's right. It's Brian Fallon Albums Release Month. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> Two of the three. Such, we're used Go to ahead. getting such terrible albums at the beginning of the year. But for some reason, these ones were at the beginning of the year, yet they're good. Uh -huh, so it's exactly. confusing. I mean, so I, I don't know. We're celebrating, you know, a joyous time in, 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 in years past when the beginning of the year was like, oh, these were like where the good stuff comes out. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, this is kind of a reference to a, uh, a spirited discord uh, fight. We'll call it a fight. It was, it was pretty much it was a, fight. a fight, dude. We were, I mean, there was like definite, I don't know how to put it, but there was just a lot of mudslinging, I would say. Name calling. Yeah. I mean, even when I was like searching for the perfect GIF, even like some people were saying like, I know you're typing something, Adam, we're waiting. <laughs> I mean, it got, it got heated. It really it got did. down and dirty and for all the best reasons. So you know what? Today we're going to settle it. We're going to sell it today. Right. And, and, and we're going to do it in the most fair way possible with only two of the participants of that fight. <laughs> Right. Everybody and, else, and I guess, has no you, say in this. <laughs> well, but this is why we make our rating system, oh, which we'll discuss in a second here, because you can rate yourself at home and let us know how things compare to where Mike and I are. And we will share that, obviously, with the, with the masses. Obviously. Yes, Adam, I like the way you think. You're always thinking about engagement. You're always thinking about the, <laughs> the, 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 the almighty algorithm. That's the, right. right. Folks, the, if the you good, want to participate good in of this... The mini. Yes, that's right. Outweigh the, the the good of the two. That's right, me and Adam only. But, uh, but folks, if you want to participate in this and next week's episode, you can only guess what next week's episode is going to be about based on the title of this episode. But uh, yeah, join us on our Discord. We're going to continue to duke it out. That's right. We're going to do. I guess we'll call this. We'll call this segment. Settle it. Which album is better, Brian right. Fallon's Painkillers or Brian Fallon's Sleep? walkers yes oh, i mean it's an eternal debate i mean you and i have known where we stand uh, stood on both of these albums for five years, years now. now but yeah, years now <laughs> but you know if there's other uh, other voices out there that need to be heard then i say give them a voice and we'll just present where we're at with them now all these years later that we've sat with these albums we had this dispirited fun discussion about uh, get hurt uh last year mm -hmm. you know looking at that album eight years removed from like the shiny pretty thing that it was at the time um and now we're kind of doing the same thing with with these albums and i think it's, that's right it's about time to revisit them Absolutely. I mean, you know, Painkiller is seven years old at this point, too. You know, it's anniversary. We, we're, we're just shy of it. Uh, it came out on March 11th, 2016. We are five years on from Brian Fallon's Sleepwalkers. Uh, and I guess you should know off the top right here, uh, my favorite album of all time. It has been known. I've not been shy about it. You can probably guess when we had that fight a few weeks ago <laughs> where I stood, where I right. stood on the train and, tracks. So we're going to settle it as well. Yes. <laughs> right. Me as well. So, but that's fine. That's why we had to take it one album at a time. See mm -hmm. where things measure up. But you're like, I know what you're thinking out there. Adam and Mike, like there's new albums that come out. Like, how come you guys aren't talking about, shut up, shut up, no, shut your ass. No. Shut your ass. We've, talking about we old say, albums. Yeah, we say almost every podcast that the past 
was sometimes better than the present. <laughs> We're and... grumpy ass old men, and old music <laughs> is better than new music. Fight me. <laughs> so we'll save our discussions about new music for the end of the show. And... We'll save our discussions for new music when new music is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that might be a while. Um, it's May nineteenth. May 19th might have a good album, so we'll, we'll let ah, you know. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah, we'll see. Looking forward to it, but we'll see. <laughs> but I'm excited. This is going to be fun. I thought we would we would cram both albums into one episode, so I, I'm prepared. But that's okay because mm. that would take up – I knew it would take up two hours, if not more. Yeah, so, we're, we're going to try okay. to do this in less than two hours. So, uh, so we're going to do – painkillers today next week we're gonna do sleepwalkers because also you know we didn't make any announcement on this too so we want the audience to be prepared as well so uh you know if you need to pause this podcast and then come back to it after you've had your own fill of painkillers by brian fallon feel free to do so we encourage you to do so and also go back to 2016 episode where we talked about this album for all of i don't know 25 minutes Bad episode. <laughs> not the best of episodes oddly enough the first time mike and i ever talk about baby metal on the podcast is on that episode later later on um because we have plenty of time the episode's only about an, an hour six so and we talk about painkillers by brian fallon for you know a good yeah half of it and i'm gonna i'm gonna let you guys know off the top of, of i'm right on top here we're probably gonna talk about just a song nobody wins for an hour and 26 minutes so. <laughs> well and remember that day we were on our way to self-help fest 2016 mm. the last time we would ever go to that interesting festival <laughs> yes 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 absolutely so many sex perverts were on that <laughs> on those stages. Interesting to look back on them, but that's okay. That's okay. Jason the Butler issues. straight up lied to us. You know, Jason Butler lied to us. Tonight Alive was there. <laughs> we'll see with them. The future is now. We'll find a day out. To remember a day to remember was there. I mean, the list goes on and on. Who wasn't going to have allegations over the next? one to five years at that point <laughs> very again, interesting times but again we're not here to talk about those crappy bands we're here to talk about right. very interesting methodical emotional brilliant man that's right we're that's right we're he's, he's up there with with, with one of the best that's, we're talking about brian yes. fallon our, our collective favorite songwriter is that correct adam yeah, I can't pick yeah. anybody else I would put above him. I don't think ever at this point in my life, I'm never going to hear anybody else. Where I'm just like, yep, yeah, this is this is better than Brian Fallon because yeah, it's... not even the guy from The Deer Hunter. I mean, that's pretty good. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but these ones speak to me in a different way. They mm -hmm. speak more about me rather than some other character who is very flawed. But <laughs> that's a discussion for later in the episode. <laughs> very much so. So. You also may be thinking out there, Adam and Mike, you talk about this album and the album you're going to talk to next week all the time. How are you going to possibly score it in a way that you haven't already scored it? Well, exactly. Adam, my, 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 good best, my, my good best dear friend in the world, came up with a brilliant way. We're going to do a scoring system. Adam, what are we talking about here? Okay, so I, I do have different levels of how I like the songs. So I, I wanted to like kind of break that down. Like, okay, there there's obviously, I like every song. Like I, I've never given a thumbs down to a single Brian Fallon song, which is like beyond crazy for me still. Um, True. Yeah. Is the only like 
perfect artist, in my opinion. <laughs> the only one. Hotelier yes. is close. Oh. <laughs> no, they're not. But that's fine. Um, <laughs> they're pretty good. But no, so I had to break it down to, okay, I like this song. Like, mm. I would give this a pass on any other album. You know, it's like, okay, that, that, song's, that song's good. But then there's the songs that are above that, where mm. you're like, oh, man, this song is really good. So I said, so number one is, you give yourself one point for, I like this song. Number two is, this song is fucking awesome. Mm. Mm. And that, where you're just like, give out a lot this of is why. Huh? And then number three, which is why this artist is better than all other artists, is because sure. oftentimes throughout albums, you're a disgusting pile of tears. Yeah. Yeah. Questioning your own existence. So number three is I'm a puddle on the ground questioning my own existence. Yes. You're just literally a mass of human emotion. Just yes. trying not to cry, but you cry a lot. <laughs> you know? Yes. And then people the only walk way to in and you have to like, you know, pretend like you were just watching, you know, a, a baby deer being killed or something like that. Like, oh, it's yeah. just, it just metal, you know. It's just, <laughs> all I listen to is shitty metalcore. That's all I listen to. So uh, we've, I've, I've got everything all mapped out here. So we're going to we're going to score for each of these 12 tracks here. What Mike's final score is based on these point values, what Adam's final score is. And then we're going to we're going to assess, you know, is this album better? Then sleepwalkers after we tally up both of the scores and again feel free to participate uh at home folks and, and join <laughs> us on discord <laughs> um and again listening to that old podcast after just taking a week with this album and then like oh yeah like let's just do a, a quick episode um so much has happened we've seen him however many times now live True. mike's been married however many times now we're like brian fallon songs were part so of this. many times <laughs> so these songs hold much more weight seven years removed than they did uh in in 2016 when we first listened to them which is amazing so you know we'll be reminiscing about all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. uh, along the way too so we're gonna go track by track folks we got no fucking time to waste adam are you ready to go? I know. Zencaster gave us a time limit, so let's go. <laughs> let's do this. Let's go now to our very... It's been a while, so our new out. No, just an old album breakdown! <laughs> Adam, welcome to... It's been a while uh, since, well, it's been a while since we've done a track by track, but it's also been a while since we've talked about this album in depth. Yes. So what do we, so are we just going to jump right into it? Like, I, I know, well, I, we have a lot to say about each of these songs. So I think what we should yes. do, we'll just play the song, talk about it. We'll stop it there and then we'll assess everything that we need to assess and then we'll I mean, move on. We can just start with the image of the uh, of the album art. You know, oh, yeah. a, a man a man coming out of his semi successful rock band, being like, "All right, I'm doing this thing on my own," and uh, you know, my, my my life is moving into a different direction. And uh, you know, hope you guys like it. And like just that the image of him chilling in a in a flannel, just mm -hmm. that screams what this album is. <laughs> Just hanging out by a construction yard. Just hang. There's of course prob probably off screen some masons are just trying to build that wall. And he's like, "Hey, buddy, he's, I'm just trying to take a picture of my album art." 
He's <laughs> like, maybe I should have done that for a job rather than be a musician. I would have had more consistent oh, yeah. income. That were <laughs> that working class mentality that Brian Fallon yes. is so great at portraying. Uh, yeah, yes. I mean, like when I first saw this album art too, I wasn't too impressed. Like, I, I, I admittedly don't like. I'm going to say it low el- low effort album arts. This seems oh, a little okay. low effort to me. So I went into this album immediately, um, like, and also. I didn't have the best mindset in 2016. We should probably say that too. So but you were very, very excited after the first single came out. Like you were just oh, like, wow, this is like the, the best Brian Tellen song I've ever heard. It's like, why is it a happy good, song? Like I'm not happy right now. I need a sad song. <laughs> Behold the hurricane part two, please. <laughs> yes. I just, I listened to Behold the hurricane over and over and over and over <laughs> because I can't stop hurting myself. And it was all in February of 2016 for Valentine's day when you know, we, we went into more depth about that song at the time. So we knew what we were wanting and A Wonderful mm. Life was not what we were wanting, but it turned out it was, it was kind of what we were wanting. <laughs> but it turns out it's exactly what we needed at the time, uh, especially mm-hmm. your boy Mike over here. So, you know, admittedly going into this album, there's a little bit of like, oh man, that's it. Like, it's not like a, it's not like a piece of artwork or something. It's just a picture of him in a blue hue sitting on a fucking, some concrete. Hmm. <laughs> Like that took eight, eight minutes to theorize. I know he did this on his fucking lunch break in the studio. Like that's true. That's true. Whatever. Yeah. But album art aside, you know, I think it does. You know, in hindsight, like portray the the, the working class nature of his music and his aesthetic and and things like that. So yeah, I mean, right. good 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 on you to to um to bring it up um, on Island Records too. We're all we're you know the latter part of the Gaslight Anthem. Um, you know, had their home for their, for their publishing deal. Uh, and did that feed into your perception at all? Like, I was like, Oh, this is on Island records. No, I didn't think about that at the time. I was just more concerned about, was I going to like it? Mm. Cause I was worried, you know, I'm always worried with every release, but I, I, I needed to hear it and judge accordingly and hope that Mike agreed with me. That was, that was my only thing I worried about my entire life back then. It's a different <laughs> world. <laughs> Now we don't give a flying fuck what I think. <laughs> Sometimes, some, most of the time, Adam, I still care mostly all the time. I, I care about what you say all the time. So I mean, it's just this is weird. This okay, is weird parasocial but, relationship that you and I have. I, I just really I'm, care about what you think. I'm glad you care about it as much as I do because I care a lot as well. Yeah, as me too. If you, if you put the album down, I feel miserable and probably have to jump off the roof or something. But, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I agree too. But enough about emotions. <laughs> Okay. Anyway. We're not talking about emotions in this episode. Stop no. it. This, al- this, this album's not not emotional at all. I mean, we'll we'll talk about emotions next week. Let's and here's go. and I'm I'm here to prove it with this song, <laughs> "A Wonderful Life." This was obviously the uh, yes. lead single uh, of this song. Uh, so uh, I mean, we kind of teased it here, but like weird tonal shift, right? Like mm-hmm. it's you know, right. I, I I think with "Get Hurt," there was like hints of like, oh, I'm, tr- I'm I want to move on from like all the the hurt of my life all of the relationships that have dragged me down and are holding me back as both a human and as a partner so like this is like the perfect song to start this album man of course calling all lonely hearts well hey that's oh, me oh 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 hey it's me lonely hearts <laughs> but all the themes are back don't you want a life like we saw in the picture show baby that's american slang come on mm, absolutely so, there's so many like throughout this album and even uh in sleepwalkers mm-hmm. next week there's so many like references to back 
uh, in uh, you know from the Gaslight Anthem songs, which is both mm-hmm. a, a you know a strength and a a weakness, I think. But like uh, it, this is, I, I just feel like it it rewards your um, your your loyalty to uh, to Gaslight Anthem and exactly. all of Brian Fallon's past music. But and, and I remember seeing the video to this, and it's just all a bunch of happy couples running around a fair together, just like everything's great. And you're like, this doesn't feel right at all. I, I remember yeah. thinking that greatly. <laughs> yeah, and, and a lot of like the music videos that from Brian Fallon's solo work don't always match the themes of what the uh, actual song is about. But so I, I, I watching think. Them. Yeah, but I think the jovial nature of this song is like, you know, it's not like I have a, I have a wonderful life right now. I want a wonderful life. I'm going to strive for a there wonderful life, which is why this was and my number one song of 2016. Exactly. And I remember hearing it live shortly before this album came out. I had already heard the song once or twice. And then we went to the show in February 2016. Mm-hmm. And then when he played it live, I was just like, oh, I, I get it now. Like, yeah. It just took a, a few listens to be like, oh, this is why Mike is like creaming over the song so much. And I think it was just the, the live nature, and I was very excited in the moment. I think he opened yeah. the set with it, possibly. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we'd have to go, go back and see what the, the set list was, but I, I remember that was an early thing. And it makes sense, too, because that's his big single that he wants to put out there. and It's a very... It's a very infectious song too. Like, what a great chorus! Yes. Like th- I, this, I feel like this would. I don't listen to country radio, but like, I feel like this would fit right in to like a country radio station. No, I mean, just the, the the structure of his melodies in the in the chorus are so uniquely him, and oh, they yeah. just make you feel so good and hooky, and all the right places in your heart are touched beautifully, and just like yeah. And then Mike's like, I'm going to play it at my wedding. And it's like, fuck. And then he did. And I danced <laughs> with my little girls singing the song. I danced with you, man. That's... Like, as soon as this song came on, I, I, I ran to the dance floor. And, like, I think I went, like, arm in arm with you. And we were just, like, hopping oh, yeah. around, dancing. I know. I know. Well, and trying to get my kids on board to understand it. They will someday. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, wonderful life. Like, great, great opening to this album. I think it sets the tone very well. Uh I, I think also when this when when this came out, uh, when the song came out too, like the the kind of country twang to it was that kind of off putting at all to you? No, the 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 hook in the chorus got me right away. I thought it was like, oh, this is a good song, but I didn't know why you were like so excited about it until mm. until we saw it live. I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's so go ahead and score numbers. this then. Yeah, so uh, for me, for me, it's a two. Go ahead, two. For me, it's a two. So the song is fucking awesome. For me, I kind of go back and forth between two and three. There's a lot of times where I'm like, I think obviously the song is fucking awesome. I think that I think again, it has a great chorus. I think its song is so uniquely Brian Fallon that I don't think anybody else, like any other like I say country or like country pop artist or something like could write the song and have it be as sincere as the way J- uh, Brian Fallon sings it. Um, but there are times because of the year this album came out of how I was that year and how this song has kind of been a push for me to kind of stop living life like a drag, uh, like, right. You know, like just like in the first line of the song um, and 
choose to want a wonderful life and the and i and i i I was very adamant to like have this song play at my wedding because i feel like this song was an important story that led me to my wedding so you know so I, i think that to me like pushes it from two to three so i think i'm gonna put a three there is that fair okay I mean, you're not questioning your existence so much, but you are. Oh, well, I, I mean, kind of in a way, like I'm questioning. Like, Did if, you feel if you I, are okay. If I did I, not I, want to relate to this song as as much as I want, as much as I did back in 2016, or at, by the end of 2016, mm-hmm. like where would I be? Like, what? That's what true. Did, did this song help pave the road? Pave the road for me to wanting to choose a wonderful life. Had this song never come out, had this album that come out in 2016, where would I be? You know, good Lord. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm questioning my goddamn existence. <laughs> We're only one song in, and I'm already like, I need to go get my tissue box real quick because I'm gonna just start fucking bawling over here. <laughs> I've but I've shed I, my I, tears I, I, plenty this past week. I've I've, gotcha. I've I've tried my best to numb the to to numb myself to this album. Uh, not working. So <laughs> not working. <laughs> we got a bunch of to go. <laughs> so all right so go ahead but then you, you so then you needed you needed a good hook in the second song to keep mm. you just as interested and i feel like the opening riff right here on track two track um, two is Shall exactly that go for it all right here we go this is track two the title track pain killers so it's like it's almost as if like hey guys you wanted that uh, happy song like here's some here's some sad shit to fuck you up here's the good shit again let's go back to the breakup mm. <laughs> <laughs> and just stick in the breakup mode for a little while here well that's the thing too and I, and I love that A Wonderful Life leads this album because it's not hey everybody my life's great no, I want to choose a wonderful life, but I have all this baggage to unpack first, and that's what we're doing here. We're gonna, we're gonna unpack and hopefully close the door on uh, some of this past pain that we have. Ooh, that chorus. Mm. I mean, this is all that good shit that I would listen to. All of that like Eagles-ish kind of stuff that I, I grew up with, but with like. A modern swing, a modern flavor to it. Yeah, it's just yeah. like he fucking nailed it. He nailed and, it right here. And like all my life, like I've had like country music like in the periphery of my background. Like uh, like my dad would listen to country music, like some stuff. Uh, you know, he and he would listen to like Bruce, which has like a country twang to it. It's not like country music, but like it's got that kind of you know uh, that, that 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 working class kind of vibe to it. And like this is like that. But for you and me, and it's like, it's so it's so interesting that like this feels like it was written for just like me personally and for you personally, and like I think that's why it sits with us so well. I think so. And the three hundred people that show up to his shows. Yep, yep. <laughs> hey, that's all. That's all I want to show up to Brian Fallon shows. I don't want gigantic exactly. Brian Fallon shows. Exactly. So, and this is a very Eaglesy bridge right here. So mm-hmm. I think that it just like stuck with the nostalgia chord with me, but bringing it bringing it forward was was great. And this yeah. chorus is so good, and it's, it's dark enough as well, and sad so enough just, too. And like you know, 
on the op. This is like the way that I related to a wonderful life when this album came out. Like this is the exact opposite spectrum of how I related to that too, because I was fresh off of a breakup,、uh, like a like a really intense breakup, and like I just felt like I felt used. I felt like I was disregarded. I felt like everything that was promised to me was just taken away from me, and like, and that, and that line, like, and that line, like, sticks so well to me too. Like, like, don't you want love? Like, it was a drug. Don't you want a little relief? And like, I feel like that's exactly what like she gave to me, and that's all it was to her, you know. And like, that's and that、mm-hmm. and it fucking hurts so bad. And like,、mm. every time I, every time I think about that chorus, every time I think about. How I felt when this album came out, like it's just that feeling, that feeling that you're disposable, that your 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 love means nothing, or, or、um, almost right. It was it was just a little relief that I needed, and once I'm done with you, you're 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 done with. So,、mm-hmm. um, and and coming probably, out of the the divorce album of Get Hurt, it's、oh, like、yeah. well, here I am two 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 years later, still processing through things. <laughs> yeah. So that 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 was. That was interesting to kind of consider through this process too. Yeah, and depending on who you are too, like that stuff never really goes away. Like it's it,、mm-hmm. like the the pain will deafen definitely with with the passage of time and as as you kind of process your own feelings and your emotions and stuff. And it definitely has for me. But like you know, I can't think back to the early parts of 2016 or in the early parts of 2015 and like not feel hurt and not feel like well. Well, shit. Like, what's wrong with me, right? Like, and, and, and I'm and I'm past、mm-hmm. that part of my life too. And like, but but songs like this, painkillers. Like, I love the way that it really succinctly describes that feeling. It's like, okay, yeah, we we had our time together, but was it all for nothing? Because you just kind of treated me like I was nothing. And like,、mm-hmm. oh my god,、uh, this is a three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with three as well. Oh my god, it just, <laughs> it, it, that, that that that's it. Just brings up everything. Yeah, like that. yeah, and you know, and sometimes, like you know, when you're going through a, 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 a even a current relationship too, where like sometimes, like your your communication isn't isn't 100 there. Like you can sometimes feel that too, depending on how emotional you're feeling. You know, so it's so it's something that like you don't have to be fresh from a breakup to、um, or a divorce or something to like to get the full meaning of this song. I think most people can relate to. Parts of the song as well, like whether it's a friendship, whether it's like a familial problem, you know, it's definitely written from the romantic perspective. But,、um, but yeah, just that, just that idea that like you just threw our friendship away, you just threw our partnership away, and like, and you know, it's coming from a victim's point of view, of course. So there's all that to unpack as well. Of but, course,、uh, yeah, it's it's it, but it's but it hurts nonetheless, right? And that's like that's the idea of the song. Yeah. So moving forward to another. Fun track, shall we? Fun. Oh right. So are we? Are we back to positive things? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, I don't think we're gonna get positive for a while until we're talking、Maybe、about hand jobs. Until we're talking about track eleven and Mike's bizarre take on that song. But anyway, we'll get there. In It's a not a bizarre take. Read the、It's、lyrics.、Bizarre. We'll get there when we、I、get there. I did. I read them to you in 2020, and we put this <laughs> to bed, and yet you are still hung up on it. But we'll get there. <laughs> In a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hand jobs, but not this one. This is track three, among other foolish things. So again, a good transition into another 
cool guitar intro here. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, here's where we're going with the lead guitar. I like it. I like it. It's not Gaslight, but it's like exactly what you wanted. Yeah, it's like a stripped down little Gaslight anthem ditty. And this is the like, hey, we're living apart and mm-hmm. I'm doing this thing and you're avoiding me and <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's and, and again, it's, it's, it's part of the healing process, that separation, mm-hmm. that, that time apart. But, you know, Especially when you're like an emotional person, like, 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 like Adam, like myself, like Ryan Fallon, like you have that kind of like nagging feeling that like, what is she thinking about? Is she thinking about me? Cause I'm thinking about her, you know, and that's what this song is about. Yeah. And you're trying to hang out with a bunch of young kids going to discos. And I hate yeah. this line right here too. Cause I've been hurt. I've been stung by the good name of love. Hmm. And it makes and, and and you know going back to painkillers like it makes it feel like love is a mistake, bro. <laughs> love is the most beautiful <laughs> fucking feeling in the world, no matter who you share that with. And like, I love that line. I love that line too because like it was a. You makes you feel like it was a mistake to give my heart to somebody. And oh. Uh, Yeah, and it's just a, it's it's just like that perfect reminiscing nostalgia kind of thing. So Listening to the Beatles like, together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I always felt like a wonderful life was was always her singing, and the rest of the album was him lamenting to her leaving because of that. So, but that was the lore, the lore that's been lost to the decades now. Adam, I don't worry you just about it anymore. Blew my fucking mind. <laughs> But I, I said that at the time. I, I said that way back when. And then by the time 2018 came up, I didn't care about that anymore. <laughs> Adam, you know I don't listen to I don't listen to any goddamn person in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that might be true. So again, it, and it's got this little bouncy hooky chorus. To be and he's so and just, good at that. Like he, he's so good at disguising sad songs as happy songs. Mm-hmm. Ugh. That melancholy feel of all of his music. Mm-hmm. The one time when I painted a masterpiece. Ugh. I like lyric geniuses. Oftentimes, paint can be used as a metaphor for telling a story or even crafting a lie. So, oh. <laughs> If Brian is continuing the thread about being lied and lying himself, this lyric likely means he wove a brilliant story. But given the repetition of the title at the end, that story was simply a fool's errand. A house of cards that tumbled again. Mm. Again, it seems he's referring to the destruction of his marriage. Oh, my God. (laughs) For that little happy, like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Like, wow. I mean, he's the only one that can do it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but it, it, and it doesn't seem insincere. It doesn't seem like it's hokey. It doesn't seem like it's, you know, trying to put on a facade or trying to hide sad, sad lyrics in a happy song. Like it's, mm-hmm. like it, it, it's that, per, it's it's that wonderful, melancholy feel. And I say wonderful like in quotation marks, but like it's it's that melancholy feel where you're trying to put on a happy face for your friends and your family and pretend that you're not hurt and pretend like oh it doesn't bother me as much and like everyone know everyone can see right through you you know and it's just that 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 right that that shame that comes with it too but but you continue the facade right and that's what that bouncy kind of like poppy nature of it is 
who knows mm-hmm. if that was intentional or not maybe he was just writing a fucking song and sad words are coming out of his mouth who knows you know we'll never know with this guy <laughs> we'll never know because I, I i know i was reading some stuff that he said about some stuff on sleepwalkers where he was just like i tried to write a song that wasn't sad and it <laughs> and, and this is what came out <laughs> but we'll talk about that more next week <laughs> i tried really hard to not make a sad album i'm just a sad <laughs> man and it's like I guess my subconscious had other had had other feelings. <laughs> so it's 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 beautiful the way it works. And so, uh, you know, one thing that we brought up when we first uh, it was either when we first talked about this album or when we revisited it at some point. But uh, in the three times that the chorus comes in, the first lines change very slightly. So the first time we, we 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 hear it, it says, "And they say such foolish things like love, 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 love is all we need." Yes. And then we say such foolish things, so the words are starting to infect us a little bit more. And then the third yes. time is we believe such foolish we things. Believe. Yeah, of course. We, th- those words have become so ingrained with us that that it's become part of our expectation, and right. that's what makes the that, that that's what makes the loss hurt so much. Uh-huh. Oh fuck in the hell! It's, uh, it's I got deep. I got a three on my end. <laughs> I'm going with two. I'm going two. with a two for this one. Okay. Yes. Very cool. Very song cool. is fucking awesome. I love it. Mm. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, I think it sits right up there with like painkillers with that emotional resonance too, and that you know it 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 it, it it's a companion piece to the story, and it's just part of that. Um, that's trying to move on but continuing to have them linger in your head right and like and and just trying to separate yourself from the situation separate yourself from the person but it's just not working you know it's just the the hurt no matter how much you put the distance between the 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 pain still continues and oh boy oh boy oh boy that was track three I was. <laughs> so let's talk about Smoke, which I remember what? listening to before the album came out. It was, it was released as a single, apparently oh, okay. on February 5th. Interesting. So I knew, this, I knew this song going into the show we went to in late February. Um, All right. But I don't think you had listened to this song by that point. I think the only one I've heard before the show was Wonderful Life and maybe Nobody Wins. I don't remember if that was before I, or after the show came man. out. I can't remember because I know nobody yeah. wants is a single because there's a music video for it, but I don't know yes. if that like came out. It says nobody wins was January twenty second. Oh, wonderful okay. life was December eleventh of right. fifteen, um, and then smoke was February fifth. Steve McQueen on the nineteenth, and painkillers on March fourth. So okay. I'm pretty sure I only listened to wonderful life and smoke but huh no i'm sure i listened to nobody wins because i'm pretty sure you were saying very good things about that and oh, yeah. a few people we were talking to about brian fallon at the time which yeah. I, it was very slim back then mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we I, are I single-handedly really going to make things. every person in the world a fan of this album that's why we keep revisiting yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right well shall so, we go out, move on to uh track four Yes, because I All remember right. thinking by this point, like this this album is going to be great. When I heard this single, awesome, awesome, even though it is exactly what we would expect from a solo album, because it is just that rootsy. That's right. He wrote it in his sleep. That's right. Track four is smoke. <laughs> He's got some claps in the background, mm. some acoustic guitar. I'm assuming, and. That, that's it. It's like, let's let's record this song real quick, and then we're done. 
and I feel like this might have been a Molly and the Zombies song, but I'm not 100%. Because there's like oh, okay. four of these tracks that he did with that group. Most of those people carried over to be in his solo band, mm. I think. And um, I can't remember if Smoke was in that group or not. You know, when okay. he did the Painkillers at Home, did he mention that at all? Like this was an old song? He mentioned or? nothing. He mentioned nothing. He never does. <laughs> He's the such a mystery, this man. That, that, that video was like 52 minutes. So, you know, there's nothing <laughs> that, mentioned. That son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, I just remember really enjoying the chorus on this song. And the, the hook was great. And I was just like, mm. if this is the worst song on the album, I think we're going to be just fine. <laughs> Yeah, what a great chorus. We got, got some, some Ian. Ian Perkins, probably. Mm. Some slide guitar, giving it that country twang. Like, I guess this is just where we're going. We're going to listen to more country sound and stuff with Brian Fallon. It's okay. We can we yeah. can live with that, I suppose. Well, this album was definitely a, um, you know, a, a product of its of its setting, too. Like, he, like he wrote this in Nashville, right? Ooh. Mmm. I, I don't know where he wrote it, but it's very possible. Like, it's in that, yeah, like, Nashville or, like, Louisiana. Like, I remember reading oh, yeah. about it. He recorded it there, yes. Oh, okay. Yes, he recorded it in Nashville. So, yes, I remember seeing this one live and being like, oh, this is the new song. And I remember mm-hmm. telling you that, as I think you hadn't heard it yet. That's okay. And I, I just love the little the subtle, like, clap in the background, you know? Adds a little inter, uh, live interact, mm-hmm. interactive element. Right, right. So it was getting good. It was starting to build up. But again, for me, this I, I give this a one. I like this song. Mm, okay. What do you think? It's you know, I, I, you think. <laughs> <laughs> I... I like this song, too. Uh, this song doesn't blow me away. Uh, I... I, I, I I, I, I have I have trouble with the story of it though. I, I, it's still a little abstract to me, even now, seven years later. Um, what do you think the song's about? Uh, just about the relationship ending and comparing it to trying to grab smoke. Like mm. I tried and tried and tried, and I never could get a hold of it. Mm. And it's all your fault, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Forever the gaslighter. <laughs> I know. I know. So, Gaslighting is like one yeah. of the worst things that you could do to your partner. And like when Brian Fallon does it, I'm like, oh my God, so brilliant. I know. It's like you don't <laughs> need to go deeper with the lyrics. You just need to get lost in that in that hooky melody. It's like, mm-hmm. cool. I like it. Yeah, I, I like it too. I like this song. It's a breezy little song too. It's just, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. just comes in it comes out and keeps the pace of the album itself going. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I wouldn't say this song is fucking awesome. Like I, I, I do like the song a lot. Um, I'd be interested to hear with like, you know, our, our friend Daniel, who absolutely loves this album, which actually was the start of this argument. Like he was just like, he was just like plopping his big dick down and just be like, "Hey, Painkillers is better than Sleepwalkers. Fight me!" Mm, right. <laughs> so apparently, he wrote this one with uh, Kath, 
Thryn, the bass player on this. What's her name? Catherine Popper. Uh, she was there at that show we went to. She played bass at the show we went to in February, but she was oh, not right. there at, at the show we went to in March, which was very Post strange. Post album. Yeah. Yeah. And she was in Molly and the Zombies with oh, him. Oh, cool. Um, and they came up with Smoke. But it was a different sounding song. Apparently, Butch Walker then transformed it into the Jug Stomper found on painkillers that's what she said <laughs> oh interesting that's yeah butch walker is the producer i think producer and he played yeah. guitars on it too so oh, the cool. song is about a relationship that faded away due to distance but you have to wonder if she eventually came home given that he married an english woman oh interesting, interesting. <laughs> yeah stacy is his, uh, ian, his current wife ian perkins is not on this album we have to make sure we notice that ian perkins is not on this album right we got what oh uh, but alex rosamelia is on piano on this album that makes um, sense and then butch butch walker plays a lot of things on here mostly giving mm-hmm. it the country feel um but yeah and then somebody named josh caller plays pedal steel guitar so no ian perkins to be found on this one interesting wow what All was right. he doing it's not like does he have another band? We need to figure that out someday. Yeah, he does have another <laughs> band. It's called the the, the Horrible Crows. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. Interesting. So should we go oh. on to, to Steve McQueen, or do we have more to say about Smoke here? Yeah, Smoke is not my favorite song on this album. Um, I, I like it a lot, um, uh, obviously. But uh, yeah, I don't really have too much to say about it, though. So I think we can move on to Steve McQueen. So again, another low point on this album for me. Okay, I still I still like this song. There's everything about what he does in in the chorus hooks you back in. Um, apparently, he performed this live with the Gaslight Anthem in 2015. Interesting. Oh, this was an old <laughs> Gaslight song then. That's awesome. I guess so. Yeah. And you blew my mind back in 2016, because like when I listened to this, I heard the line, "This life is only change," which mm. is a is a, is a is a strong line in itself. But then you said right. it's actually change. So I was like, "Oh my god, that makes like mo- in, so much better." Just sense. like in in selected poems, it was the yep. same effect. Yep, yep, yep. And, and that is uh, noted here on Lyric Genius that he said the same thing. Oh, cool. Definitely borrowing some old lyrical uh, themes. It says, additionally, if one imagines chains as a pop image, they are gray. So they are literally nothing like the colors in his dreams. Whoa. (laughs) Jesus Christ, who are the people writing these lyric genius things? (laughs) (laughs) These people care a lot. (laughs) I know. They're, They're basically us. They just don't have a podcast. Right. Well, the, uh, I, I, I always look at the song as like kind of like an interlude of the album. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and, and, you know, horses is referring to the car, the car being an English British racing green. There's a picture mm-hmm. of Steve McQueen in a British racing green car from one of his movies mm. called Bullet. So, you know, those things are coming a bit the, the visualization is coming back in. It's just like. I wanted to be super duper cool, mm-hmm. but I just can't, baby. And girl, it might be your fault. It's mostly your fault, <laughs> but it might be my fault too. <laughs> I'm Brian <laughs> Fallon. I've never done anything wrong. 
<laughs> no, it, it, it's that it, it is a little victim complexy. Uh, this song, but that's true to everybody who's ever broken up in a relationship. Like you always feel right. like you're the victim, like myself included, right? And like, uh, and like you 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 start blaming yourself. You start thinking like, well, was I not cool enough? Was I not smart enough? Was I not a better a good enough lover? Was you know you, all these things like start racing through your head? Um, and this does this does as a song kind of feel like, and we 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 we, we talk about this joke all the time, but like he wrote it in his sleep. Um, but uh, it's still a it's still a go. good song, good 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 mm-hmm. um, interlude, good good little kind of breaking up the pacing a little bit. Right, kind of feels like the token nice. slow song. Kind of yes, because we're about to get really really emotionally heavy here in a minute. So um, it, it's a good transitional track into nobody wins. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the one that I had the most problems with. Mm. out of all of them at the time I, I i do know that like i was always okay. okay with 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 the rest of this album but i was always like the steve mcqueen song i mean it's just because i don't know steve mcqueen as a character actor person like yeah. why does he keep on saying horses like I, I kept on thinking like race horses that was the only thing in my brain like and why is he talking about racing green horses like <laughs> so luckily uh the horses refer to the car that he was driving yeah. in those yeah. movies uh, not Yep. actual horses you stupid moron As I, I only know that daily. british british racing green is a type of color and that, that's that kind of yes i had deep forest like dark, dark color green. yeah yeah i had to look that up i know I, I looked up that color way back when like what does this mean wait what, what <laughs> is he dreaming in green well, I, don't, I don't care <laughs> so, right. but to yeah, see so, steve mcqueen in that car makes a little bit more sense now so I'll, yeah i'll take it yeah, and like and like so, you, I, I only know Steve McQueen like through osmosis. Like I've never seen any of his movies. I've just seen pictures of him, and he's right. like a cool, cool vintage dude, you know. And mm-hmm. like I, I can imagine like if you watched his movies growing up, you like you wanted to emulate him. And uh, right, I'm, I'm sure the he's characters Jason that he played, Statham of, of the '70s, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I live for is nonstop action. <laughs> I can't slow my heart down or die. <laughs> That we was must... Steve McQueen in the seventies. Exactly. Hey, okay. Jason Statham remade that movie. I think so. I think so. So I give Some... this a one. I, I give like this, this one a, a one also too. Yeah. Yeah. Not my favorite, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, I think the song has its purpose in this in in the album, and it, even if it does feel a little token, uh, it is still a good song. I think. All right. So let's go. go ahead and move on now to track six, uh, the one that we're all dreading. Here we go. Nobody wins. <laughs> Uh, I can vividly remember driving to work one early, early morning and just like bawling my eyes out <laughs> listening oh. to the song, just being like, where is this coming from? This was like months after the album had come out. Mm. And just being like, oh my God. I know. Like, sometimes it takes a little while for like the meaning of a song to like really hit you. This song mm-hmm. fucks me up, man. Fucks mm. me up. Like there's so many like different it, layers to this song. Like, it's like it's it's a breakup song, but like it's a reminiscing song. It's you know, I'm visiting your grave. You know, it's like it, it, it's 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 compl- it's contemplating the life that you could have had together, but also happy that you lived the life that you did, and you you only could have done that by leaving me. You know, and there's, it's, it it says all that without saying any of that. It's so right. fucking good and well written. 
And even saying Tommy gun, he's referring back to comparing women to guns. Mm. You know, they're beautiful and deadly and boxer, right? Filled with bullets. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And other uh, other songs on American slang. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah, you're just you're, you're you're feeling everything slip away. It, it, it was such a Goo Goo Dolls song for me at the time that it hit those nostalgia notes for me. And uh, yeah, I never saw the video, and I still don't want to ever see it. Uh, the video is very interesting. Mm-hmm. You don't need to see it though. <laughs> don't want to see it. Yeah, the video fucks you up because it, it's trying to fuck you up. Good. It's still so mm. good. Good lord. Another sad song disguised as a happy song. Yep. I think I remember Dave mentioning how his one of his, one of his children always breaks apart when, when he hears the song. But I mean really? maybe not now, but he did back then, 2018. Mm. <laughs> so again, this is a three. This is a hard three. <laughs> oh my god. This is this is the song is so good. This is the shortest song on the album too. Wow, wow! I did not know that. <laughs> and there's like it's quite the punch. <laughs> I know, like when you're listening to it, like oh, this the song is easy, like you know, three forty-five, four minutes long. It's two forty. Mm-hmm. It's two forty-six, man. This song is so wow. short, and like, but you're, but it sticks with you the entire time, and like, again, that emotional resonance, the amount of like, there's just like a hint of spite in these words too which i think is i think it perfectly like describes the emotional resonance of this song you know you, right. you are you are upset that you broke up with me long all, all those years ago you but you are still happy that you lived the life that you did but i could have given you that life and you know it's like oh so many layers and it fucks me up and like and like oh yeah, the song. The, the, yeah. the only thing I could say is like yeah. the song is a three, man. <laughs> it is a hardcore three. It is my number ten song of 2016, oddly enough. Only I thought there would be nine better songs. I know Mojo <laughs> Hands one of those I'm songs. Lo- I'm looking at this list, going like, "Are you sure? Like, like really? <laughs> Loser by Beartooth? <laughs> Legalize it by the Lonely Island? Like, what? what, what do I need to revisit this list?" <laughs> Legalized yeah, by Lonely Island is a very funny song. <laughs> I got Painkillers at number six on my best songs of the year. Um, but really? L- loser? God Save Us All by Sum 41? Like, really? <laughs> okay. Tear Me Apart by Capsize. Still my number one song. Really? There's so many things that shouldn't maybe be on this list anymore. <laughs> Again, how many times anyway. has Loser by Beartooth like, made you cry on your way to work? Oh man! At least too many times. uh, Too many times to count. Yeah, Yeah, dude. Like nobody wins is 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 like one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life, and it's just so powerfully written, and it's just so emotionally resonant. It it it's it's a song I think will stick with me, and and even though I don't necessarily relate to the song, like I feel it hardcore. And it just, Man. yeah. I guess oh. I'm surprised you don't you, you don't feel like you relate to it, but I, I well, I, I mean, like in in a way that like I'm never, I mean, save for like the mother of my child, like I'm never going to visit my ex lovers' graves. I'm not going to 
Oh, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I guess that's very true. Okay. I'll, t- I'll take but, your you word know, for that. Again, I haven't seen the video. I haven't seen the video. But again, like all everything around that, like, you know, the, the, the like, I could have given you this life, the, the, uh, the fucking, you know, upset that you broke up with me, but happy that you're in the place that you are, or you've lived the life that you did. Like, yeah, that's, that's all gone through my mind. So, um, but you know, the, the, the overall all encompassing thing of like, he's saying this to her at her grave or at her casket or something like that, that mm-hmm. is such a powerful image, you know, and it, it's, it's so picturesque and it just kills you on the inside. And again, that it makes you think that this two minute, 46 second song is like eight minutes long. Because right. you're just sitting with pretty, this song. I'm pretty sure he's saying, and I hope I never see you again. Like, that, and, that's the lyric, right? Because that's the, the way that I, I That's the way I sing it when I'm, because that's what I hear. Yeah, that's what I want it to be. Lyric Genius had a different lyric. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to reject your reality. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm going to continue to sing it like, I hope I never see you again. Because it, it sits with me, because that's how I feel about my ex-lovers <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. i mean i'm laughing about it but like it's true i don't want to ever see them again yeah but. exactly i mean it makes sense it's like why would you want to relive that if you're like trying to go through this grieving healing process here yeah it's yeah. like go there's, do your thing and i'm gonna try to pick up my own pieces yeah exactly like there's no there's no reason to try to like redig re pick at that wound right uh we're only halfway through this fucking album can we stop all right <laughs> I mean, can we can we pick this up up next week? I don't know. At least we know the ending isn't isn't emotionally crippling, but that's okay. We'll get there in a minute. We'll get there in oh, a minute. That's gonna make one of our listeners so mad. But, uh, but my number four song of twenty sixteen and my last painkillers song. Ah, last. There we go. So this is track seven, Rosemary. Hey! Do you want a Bruce Springsteen song on my new solo album? Well, baby, you got it. Everyone just keeps thinking, comparing me to Bruce Springsteen. I might as well just write a Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> right. It's like, I feel like Brian Fallon tried to write songs that reached that level of Bruce Springsteen-esque, and he accomplished it many, many times more than Bruce Springsteen mm-hmm. did. But Ooh. still, you know, he's he, he's not selling out stadiums for $1,500 a ticket, which is great. Right. But Brian, just surprised. Fallon, just surprised. Brian Fallon was born and started making music at the wrong time. Yep, I think so. If he was like Bruce's okay. age and started writing those same exact goddamn songs, he'd be just as famous as him. So apparently he wrote this for a friend who was going through some rough times. <laughs> just like he was at the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is he friends with himself? Is that how he justified? <laughs> a female friend, I'm sure. It's oh, okay. Rad. And you gotta love this post chorus here. It's like you got this epic chorus, and then you have like this even epicter post chorus. Mm. Like, who, who does that? I mean, only he does that kind of stuff. And it fucking works. So tired mm. of these empty sheets, I sleep beside. Come on. We've all Fuck, been there. Dude. Oh, haven't we, Adam? Haven't we? I, I remember wake up with empty sheets, and then I go out to the living room because my wife's falling asleep on the couch. And I wake her up <laughs> and go to bed. But that's okay. That's okay. I'm sick of it. It's very different, though. That's very different. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess it's a little different. Sick of it. <laughs> I, I remember vividly, vividly, like, listening to the song and hearing that word, hear, hearing that chorus, and then hearing it again because I wasn't sure what I just heard. 
and then just fucking bawling and crying. I was like, oh my god, yeah. fuck you, Brian Fallon. How did, <laughs> fuck how, I know. You give me the royalties of this song because you just fuck. You're writing everything about my goddamn life at this moment. Yeah. You son of a bitch. Yeah. He can see inside all of our souls and uh, writes music purely for that. Mm. It's pretty awesome. But yet, does, hey, but hey, does hey. your Mike, does your boy Mike get paid for any of this? I don't think so. No, you're just the news, man. You're just the news. <laughs> I'd like to believe that one day. <laughs> then, did you want a guitar solo, baby? Because here you go. Mm. I don't mm -hmm. know if that's him playing that guitar solo. It doesn't sound like a Brian Fallon guitar solo. No, I recognize an Ian Perkins fucking guitar solo, but apparently he's not on nope. this. It's Butch Walker, baby. Now I hear you cry. Mm. And yeah, this is exactly the song that you wanted to be on this album, the song you needed, the song that tied or to tied the whole album together that made you want to come back and keep listening to it. Like everything about this song is so great. And I mean, is this, song, is this song fucking perfect? I think the song's fucking oh, yeah. perfect. It's a three. Uh, it's and you, you're questioning your existence. You're you're sad for this what? sad person going through this. You're sad for Brian Fallon being a part of it and writing it. It's like all those layers. Oh God. And I like the optimism here at the end of the song. Like it, she's she's kind mm, of like you'd be lucky to meet me. I know, declaring her self worth in the in the mm -hmm. in light of everything that's been gone going on with her and everything that she's just experienced. Like, no, you'd be lucky if you were with me. You know, like those. Like all, all, all those people who broke my heart, like, not my problem anymore. Right. Ugh, this yeah. song fucks me up. This is a three for <laughs> sure. But, uh, whew. I know. If only you could put more songs by one artist on your list. I wonder where Rosemary would have ended up. That's all. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> all it's right, okay. man. So the next two songs are definitely Molly and the Zombie songs that were carried over. So oh yeah. There's at, so there's at least three to four that, okay. that he brought into this mix. So maybe that's red the reason lights, why baby. this was red uh, lights. play red lights. Hey, red hold lights. On, shut the fuck up and let me talk. You never let me talk. Red lights. Red lights. <laughs> All right, red lights. Here we go. <laughs> I was gonna say so, maybe that was part of the reason why this album was written so quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, old There's songs. already four songs done. Yeah, yeah. Because he did often say, or he did say, like, I'm going to record my new album. Okay, my new album's done, and it comes out in March. Like, yep. Literally two weeks went by. But I still like this song a lot. I love this song. This song is definitely something that's um, grown on me a lot. Like, this was a song that was like, oh, this right. is a pretty good song. But then, mm -hmm. like, dissecting it and like absorbing it and reading the lyrics like have really resonated with my heart a lot mm -hmm. and and again it's got, it hits all those perfect melody hooks in a Brian Fallon chorus are they recycled? I mean some people could say they are but that's okay because he yeah. wrote all these songs probably around the same time and he wrote it in his sleep that's why he wrote it so quickly and it, he just had and extra it's different time lyrics <laughs> yes <laughs> different lyrics to bring up different feelings it's all right when he writes songs like this where like he's just going from like line to line kind of so quickly 
and mm -hmm. like it doesn't give you time as the listener to unpack them. Do you like that? I, I don't mind. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think <laughs> I it too offers. Much negative to say. <laughs> I mean, I think it. I think it offers like a re-listenability factor at, at the very least. Um, but so, sometimes I get frustrated when he writes music so fast like this. Because like, wait, wait, hold on. What did you say? And then he's, and then he right. moves on to like the mo the next devastating line. I'm like, hold on. Right. I'm not emotionally prepared <laughs> for these things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I, I got no problem with it because there's plenty of other songs where you can stick with the lines. Yeah. And and you get that chorus stuck in your head, and you can just sing it over and over again. Oh yeah, the, this this chorus is one of the best ones on on this album, I think. Hmm. I'm reading here that Holly was Alex Levine's sister, bass player of the Gaslight Anthem. I never knew that. Oh, oh cool. That's, that makes things even more interesting. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> I know. All right. So during his show in Boston 2018, Fallon said the following regarding the line, I'll only stop to tell her that I love her at the red lights. So he says, it's also, it's a very modern song because eventually when I was ready for making someone else's coffee, you know, I was busy, I was so busy. And you can only text somebody back when, you, when you're parked, you know, at a red light. But then you just fly again. Like, no, throw the phone in the back seat. Can't be bothered with that because it gives me anxiety when it vibrates on my legs. So it was funny though, because it, be it became a thing. <laughs> Instead of saying, I love you, it would be red lights. Oh. <laughs> See, you know, I, I, it's, it's about texting your girlfriend back oh my god i never even thought about that uh, but like but like but like you can dissect that in like so many layers right like just yes. that that passivity of like oh yeah i love you babe and then like, tossing it out there but like that's a that's a vibe dude like that's a fucking like oh my god that's, that's a stage in a relation that's a stage in a relationship that like i hope never to be at or like like, you right. know, if, if I want to tell somebody I love you, I, I want to, like, mean it, right? I don't want to just fucking do it, like, when I have three seconds of my goddamn day. Like, that's not, exactly. what, that, that's not what that phrase is supposed to invoke. But Jesus Christ, like, I, I hope he right. was half joking, but, like, that's kind of a cute story. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, because the line is, you know, and if I slow it down, I'll end up on one of my accuser's knives. So it always made me... Mm think like he's he's just rushing to get away from something metaphorically or whatever yeah because he doesn't um, want he doesn't want to get that feeling like oh well do you actually mean it or you know he just, yeah 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 so yeah you just say, just say i love you and run away yeah. you don't have to deal with those emotions and you bring it into like an ultra modern way of looking at a relationship of texting somebody <laughs> at those moments when you're not driving like i mean <laughs> I don't know why when he does that kind of shit, it just like blows my mind. But I know I'm still gonna give the song a two. This is still a two for me. Two, okay, yeah, I, I, I think I'm there uh, with a two. I like the chorus. Uh, I think that line. I think the line at the end of the chorus is like very brilliant and brilliantly written. Um, but it doesn't fill me with dread, which is good. So I will be giving it my first two of the album. Whoa, dang, okay. Yeah, just threes and ones from here, and, baby. And, and to call back to our to our discussion at the beginning of the song, when Mike and I saw Brian Fallon for the second time, no, oh god, I forgot now. No, third time, the third time we saw him, uh, he opened the set with Red Lights, and then mm. about twenty minutes later, a drunk man kept on yelling for him to play Red Lights. Red Lights, uh, because you know 
that drunk man showed up late to the show and didn't hear the opening song and uh he, he wouldn't stop he wouldn't stop so until luckily, brian told him to shut the fuck up and then he left which is awesome I, sounds good to me sounds good to me <laughs> there's also that story about uh playing steve mcqueen when he uh had somebody he gave a, he gave somebody a 20 and said to for them to go get him a drink at the bar, <laughs> a margarita. And then instead of saying British racing green, he said margarita green. So I was throwing those little, little tidbit jokes out there for, for people who weren't there at the show with us at the time. Brian Fallon is a fascinating human being. <laughs> he really you is. Me in margarita green. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this song's still a one, my, my Brian. <laughs> <laughs> all right shall we move on to long drives long drives here we go, go track it. nine mm, got some slide guitar it's like okay we're going country again that's fine now this one you can pay attention to the words because it's mm. slow very slow Ravenous wolves and the ghosts I know reside. Come on. <laughs> Tonally, this is like my Ravenous. least favorite song on the on the album, but just tonally, like mm. like me and country music don't get along very well. But you know, there's only like one music artist I trust with country music, and we're listening to him. So I, yes. I, I come around to the song like strongly uh, mm. throughout the years. But uh, I just remember at first I'm like, oh no. <laughs> But you get that same kind of vibe as with Red Lights, so you know, like these songs were written around the same time as Smoke and probably Steve McQueen to some extent. Yeah, but again, it's also it's it's you could tell he was very um, you know inspired by Nashville and and you know probably being surrounded right. by a lot of artists and a lot of art from from uh, that region. And it's just fun to listen to him come up with other interesting grammatical ways to talk about being hurt by love. You know, oh, yeah. you don't get sick of it. It's not just like, oh, another song about being sad. Yeah, yeah. Because he figures out different ways to tell the story. Yeah, and he's you, he's just been so inspired by like art and film and, and, and different books and maybe different people, definitely different people throughout his life and he just brings all of that through his art and it's just it, it's just a it, it's just a joy to be a part of it you know mm. and very eagles chorus so it's like you can't you can't hate it even though it's like okay i've heard this one before sorry i remember being 17 i met a girl with a taste for the world and whiskey and rites of spring the band the band. I don't think I've ever heard of them. The emo proto band. They're 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 the band that every emo artist is like. I listened to them and then I created the band American Football because of rights <laughs> of spring. And that's what I, I love about Brian Fallon. Like he he drops obscure emo bands into his lyrics. So this one he talks about Janie. He brought up Janie way back on the uh, 59 Sounds. 59 Sounds, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was looking at your kid. 
So that's cool. That's cool. Just again, processing through another relationship. Again, who's the problem here? Who's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> I give this song a one. Give this song a one. Okay. I cool. like this song. Yeah, I don't feel strong as strongly uh, on this song that I do, you know, previous ones. I do like the chorus, and I do like the ending of the chorus. You know, I'll, uh, I'll get on them long, long drives without you. Like, hey, that's 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 progress, right? I think it's kind of like a a, a, th- a thematic holdover from the song "A Wonderful Life," which I like, uh, and I. I and I, and I think it's a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. I like it a lot. It doesn't it doesn't creep into my brain in the middle of the night like some of these other songs do. So I think True. I'll give it a one as well. All right. Okay. Okay. But so, let's see where the next song takes you, Mike. Yes. So we got uh, three <laughs> more here, and one of them is a heavy hitter. Uh, and you know me. I love hand jobs. So we're get, we'll get to the heavy hitter. <laughs> in a bit so uh stop saying it, mike that's not what the song's about <laughs> i dare the listener i challenge the listener to go to your local lyric website and look up the song mojo hand by brian fallon we'll get without there in listening a minute. to let's the talk song. about honey magnolia okay let's talk honey, about magnolia. honey magnolia mike we're we heard doing this song it. in february of 2016 neither of us had ever heard the song before and he played it at that show and we were both just like oh my god He's, he's doing it. He's doing it again, isn't he? Whoa. Whoa. You better not be crying right now. Oh, I cried earlier, actually. You didn't notice me because you're not looking at your screen. <laughs> Waiting on a ring. Wow. Ooh. Mm. But he was married. But what if I did? Again, you're you're eavesdropping into a conversation you shouldn't be eavesdropping into. Yeah, yeah. The song is uncomfortable in a lot of ways. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing there's nothing more that can be said here except I'll let it's you just know another, when the like, sweet taste is gone. Wow. What a what a way to put yes. it, you know? Sleeping in a shirt that you wore. I used to race this town crying in the night. Calling back to Bruce again. Let it go, Brian. You're not Bruce. You'll never be Bruce. <laughs> In your man's man's world. Referencing James Brown's song. And what was like, that movie with, with Black Widow and Kylo Ren? A Marriage Story? Doesn't this feel like like the overarching song for for that movie? Ah, <laughs> it kind of does, yeah. Because like I, I hear the song and like all I do is like I just pity the woman in this song because she's just craving these t- 
toxic men because that's all she knows. You know? And that's just so fucking Brian sad. No, the, the woman in this song. Brian Fallon. There it is. That's what I meant. <laughs> you're right, you're right. It's like, I'm a miserable piece of shit. And I'll let you know when it's when it's gone. I mean, oh. like, the, these are the conversations. <laughs> uh, and that's where he is the, the Bob Dylan of our time. <laughs> where it's like, welcome to my world. Here's a fun little story I had to tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, now yeah. The, and now this song is in your brain forever. You fucking deal with mm-hmm. it. And I wish so this was—I I wish this was the last song in the album, man. I really do. This is, I think, one of the best songs on this album. I think it's one of the best songs he's ever written. Again, so many layers mm. to peel back and just absorb. And again, I just—I just pity the woman in this song. It's just a—it's just well, a desperate, sad song. Let's see. As according to Larry Genius, um, Brian Fallon has stated before live performances that this song honey magnolia as well as rosemary are written from a woman's perspective yep he's really good so at you that. can kind of so you can kind of take that for what it is is she the one telling him all these things you know just mm. just just to, and that's where you can get into the fun part of this of this journey whose perspective is this from yeah yeah and that's that's i think the brilliance of the song too and i think that's the brilliance of his songwriting he doesn't always just write from his point of view he writes from other people's point of view. and But is it his idea of their point of view? Which is another fun way to unpack it, too. And, uh, yeah, and again, like, I, I heard this quote. I don't remember where I heard it from. Maybe it was, like, a self-help article or something like that. Or I don't remember where I heard it from. But, like, it, it was something along the lines of, like, no matter what relationship you're in, whether it's, like, a romantic relationship or the a friendship or whatever – the the person who is least invested in that relationship holds all the power Mm, and it really stuck with me for like as long as i've heard it because like it it puts it recontextualizes like breakups and falling outs and things like that because like if you're the one who's not invested in this relationship you can just end it whenever you want you know and that gives you this unholy amount of power which is so scary when you think about it Mm. and like i think that's kind of what this song is about it's just about that unwieldy power that you as a person who holds the power in the relationship can just drop at any moment not knowing the not knowing the power and the hurt and all that stuff that you that you wield right and I, li- I like this person's lyric genius thing and saying, like, I don't know if I'm right or wrong about this, but my interpretation is <laughs> this song is about the aftermath of a breakup, perhaps one that had been a long time coming. Did you come here to do desperate things like I was some fool from a film? Did you come mm. here to do some desperate things like I was some fool from a film? I forgot about that line. So the woman I criticizes was... Brian for his last ditch attempt at sewing up the seams of their relationship in the fashion of a movie where everything is resolved at the end like magic, which he fucking goes back to that well beautifully mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. time. So, you know, I like it. I like it. I give it a three. <laughs> this is the easiest fucking three I've given the entire fucking album. Yeah, it's such an easy mm-hmm. three, dude. But yes. um, yeah, I, it's the song is so good, and it's so. I think it tonally 
and thematically wraps up the themes of this album so well that I just I, my only knock against it is that it's not the final track. And like I, I think it wraps up this album so well. And again, it ugh, what hurts it is that it's it. And I went into this next song like with an open mind. Mike, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> Every time I listen to this song, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna re-listen to it, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get all of my first impressions out of this the way. Is, this is all Butch Walker's fault. I blame him for the original <laughs> hand. <laughs> he is a co-writer, and all of these other instruments that he played on this album are all welcome. Are all are all here? <laughs> and Adam, you know, I, I, you. I know we're sharing the screen right now. I want to turn your attention to the Spotify uh, albums list here for for um, painkillers. Do you notice which song has the least amount of plays? It's very tiny, but it looks like uh, Mojo Hand has Mojo, the least. Yeah, Mojo Hand has the least <laughs> amount of plays on this entire album. Uh, let's just go ahead and get into it. This is track 11, Mojo Hand. I think my girl and if it wasn't for the honky tonk... It would be a little bit of a better song. And I think Dave brings up a valid point in 2018 that it's just the first like 30 seconds of the song that are not comfortable. The rest of it is, is, is totally fine. Now, in terms of the African-American folk belief of hoodoo, a mojo mm-hmm. hand, sometimes referred to as just a mojo, is an amulet compromised, comprised of a flannel bag containing multiple magical items, or in simplest terms, a magic charm or spell hand here does not refer to the body part but is rather okay. defined as a combination of ingredients okay i got it so it's a magic spell <laughs> but move on to the next part of that line they all want to turn her on they're climbing through her windows and the doors they're crawling in my songs down the halls and in my thoughts and they all want to turn yeah. her on so she's put yeah. a love spell on the entire town right yeah. and they all want to like get diddled by her they all want to get they all, right and diddle back right <laughs> brian believes his girl the subject of the song must have some type of magic charm because of all the attention she's been attracting from other guys lately the true genius of the song is that it is left up to interpretation whether this girl is actually being chased by countless suitors or if this is some jealous delusion eating away at brian Yes, and I understand the <laughs> gaslight part of that. Yeah, putting it on her like she like oh well, there's no way that like everybody would come after her unless she had some magic spell. I get it. Right. I get it. It's okay. seven years. I've got... <laughs> I, okay. Good. Sometimes I think I'm really stupid, it's, it's but like music. I don't. The, it's the music that is upsetting to us. <laughs> the music doesn't help. I'll, I will give it that. The music doesn't help. But I do think this in here is a diddling. little. There's nothing in here about hand jobs. There's there's nothing going on here. <laughs> Again, it could be left up to interpretation. Yeah, mojo hand is a is a slang term for a magic spell. I get it. But everybody wants to climb into her window so they could use that mo so she can use that mojo hand on them. Mike, I'd like to turn your attention. They're, they're not actually climbing through her windows and doors. That's a metaphor. I don't know if you caught on to that. <laughs> Again, I might be kind of stupid. I want to preface this by saying I might be I might be a little stupid. It's, this isn't Edward in Twilight being like, "Hey, girl, 
I'm gonna stare at you Mojo all hand. night. <laughs> you got that Mojo hand going, baby. <laughs> you, let's not bring Batman into this, okay? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to bring Batman into this. <laughs> so, again, is it is it the worst song on the album? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is, it, is it a bad song? No. I like this song. I give it a one, a solid one. Mmm. <laughs> Because I can sing along with it, and by the end of it, I'm just like, dun, 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 dun. and it doesn't come out of Honey Magnolia very well at all. No, I blame Butch Walker for it. This should have been I, an 11 track album. Almost, almost fucking tonal shock. This coming out of Honey Magnolia, like it's almost like, is this even the same artist? Like that, that's how that's how <laughs> much of a tonal shock this is. I know. There's no other information on Lyric Genius about this song except except that. Um, because everybody skips over the song. They don't want to listen to it. <laughs> I think so. Um, yeah, just everybody wants my girl. and I think I, I've I think taken all it. I can stand since my girl got a mojo hand. See, I, mm-hmm. I'm, he's like, I'm not, I'm not going to put up with this, with this, with these hand jobs anymore. But all these no, like the magic, her magic, her magic sack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's she's playing with them magic sacks, all right. I tell you that. Her sack of magic charms and beans. <laughs> so you're giving this a one. Can I give this a zero? If you wanted to throw off your your numbers that much, <laughs> I, I I I actively dislike this song. Like I know. I've, I don't I've know tried why. for seven years, and I think I, I don't like the themes. I don't like the tonal shock. Maybe if this was like track six or seven or something, like just thrown in the middle, I might, you know, after Steve McQueen. <laughs> yeah, after I don't whatever. What the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> or after, after Smoke, this would have been a good song. After Smoke, you'd be like, oh, yeah. so this is where the album is going, and then yeah. it's like back to epic epic songs. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. kind of has that that kind of jaunty nature, which kind of eases you in to the to the to the Nolans like Nashville type of sound mm. of this of this of the song. So it might fit right. a little bit better right there. So, but like right after Honey Magnolia, are you fucking kidding me? I know. I, I I don't like the placement. It doesn't fit right. But halfway through the song, I'm just like, do do do, If I was in a public place, right? If I was in a public place, preferably hanging out with you, and the song play uh, was, was playing, like I drag you, I drag your ass to the dance floor, and you and I dance to it for sure, of course, for one hundred percent sure. But like, <laughs> why didn't why wasn't this at your wedding, Mike? Why wasn't this at your wedding? Because it's about it hand jobs. It's about my girls it, giving hand jobs to the entire fucking town. No, that's why I don't want that don't, at my fucking wedding. No, he thinks that she is when <laughs> she's not. Because <laughs> he's a jealous, it's so many layers. Asshole, I know. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so is she, for all that, for all we know. <laughs> but that doesn't change the fact that's what this song's about, though. No, just because, hand just because does not refer to the body part defined as a combination of ingredients. <laughs> Why is this so complicated? <laughs> all right, it's right here on the internet for all to see. You and I are going to break up, nobody wins style, if we keep arguing about the song. So I think we got to move on. Dude. I'm just I'm going to go on Pornhub real quick and type in Mojo okay. Hand into the, into the search and see what comes up and see yes. if we can put Please, this to rest. Adam, and share those links. Oh my, oh my God. Oh, oh crap! You were right, Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> Brian, Brian Fountains in this video. Oh god. 
That's where he's getting all that <laughs> supplemental income from. Anyway, <laughs> all right, let's move on now to the final track of this album, Open All Night. Now, I know this is Daniel's, like, I don't know if it's his favorite song on the album, but I know he likes this one a lot. I, I think he's gone on to say that, like, this is one of the best songs Brian Fallon's ever written. I know, which is, like, cool, but I, I don't feel it's, like, to that level. But when you get into the lyrics and you start to really dissect it, then it, it does get really, really good. But I can yeah. do that with most of his, his songs. Yeah, so, yeah. But I like it as a closer. I do like it as a closer for sure. Yeah, it's a it's a good closer. I think tonally it's a good closer as well. It's like it, it leaves the door open for the main character to be like, okay, well, I've still got a lot of work to do, you know, and I'll process my emotions and my feelings and all that stuff at like the local bars when they're open all night long, uh, which is you know, mm-hmm. which 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 is very on point for his brand of music. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, like. I wonder if it's one of his favorite songs because, like, maybe it's just that kind of atmosphere. Because you know, he he grew up in the American South, and like, where this music, type, this type of music, is very prevalent. So I wonder if, like, yes, the Brian Fallon nature of this, combined with like music that maybe he grew up with, is just meshing really well with him. Might be. Then you got your your Don Henley reference. I've been talking about the Eagles, but mm. you know, something about the top back, Wayfarers on. That's from, uh, what was it, Boys of Summer? Boys of Summer, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, this is just, again, the nostalgia song that was. You know, it's okay. I don't need, I don't I don't let reminders get me down like before. I'm moving on. <laughs> and I have some lo- good memories yeah, there. I love that line. I don't let reminders get me down like before. What a great line. Mm-hmm. And what a great line for the closer of this, of this album. Mm-hmm. Two guitar solos, though. I mean, that's just this kind of song. It is. The Eagles had like seven guitar players in their band, so you know, you get, you get different guitar solos. For... Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm like me and country music don't really get along, so like maybe that's just part of like country music songwriting. And of course, the the, the third to last line down here. You can't make me whole. I have to find that on my own. What a great I mean, line. Oh. We'll, we'll get there in a minute, but that's just like, that kind of is exactly where you wanted it, where you needed to be by yeah. this point. There's there's hope. It's not all death, death, and death. Yeah. Book ends okay. perfectly with a wonderful life. You know, I want a wonder life, a wonderful life, but I can only do that by working on myself. You can't save me, baby. Like I have to I have to save myself. This outro is just like, let's throw another another bridge. <laughs> the top back on the Cadillac in your sunglasses. Again, boys of summer. Mm. What a great song. But I held you, babe, a long, long time ago. We were open. Fantastic. Fantastic. I give it a two. Song. Yeah. I give it uh, a two. It doesn't turn me into a puddle, but it's it's still a fucking awesome song. Yeah, it is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful way to end this album. Great bookend to a wonderful life. There are lines in here. There are lines in here that turn me into a puddle, but the song as a whole 
not necessarily like you know the the, the country twang i still have I, I had to acclimate myself to i just you know and 12 tracks in you know i'm i have i've done that already but um yeah i think there's peace there, there's a genius parts in this song but as a whole i think it's just a very good closing track so i think i myself will also give it a two which adam that leaves us with okay. mike's mike's score of 25 and adam's score 25? of 24 whoa okay of course out of 36 total yeah still not bad not, not bad, bad. We yeah, not off bad. by mojo hand was the only one that tore us apart there pretty much we knew <laughs> We knew it would. <laughs> well, I mean, the first half, I mean, like you and I are pretty much scored all the way down from track four down to 12. Pretty much exactly. Mm-hmm. It's just those first three tracks I gave like threes to. Like this album starts mm-hmm. so fucking existentially good for me. And again, it's just mm-hmm. that combination of like it came out at the right time for me. The, 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 the themes were exactly what I was going through at the time. And it's it was part of my healing journey. And it was part of my internal growth as a human being. You know, and it's just I I, I, I I owe a lot to Brian Fallon's painkillers and maybe I forgive some of parts of this song like like Mojo Hand because of this album. <laughs> but uh, we know we know, <laughs> but it's OK, but it's OK. Mojo Hand aside, I actively dislike that song and I've, I've given seven years to the song and I, I, I still can't get it. But um, but uh, I think as long this as album, you're listening to it weekly, still trying to figure it out. That's fine with me. And are I, you? You've been working on it. I don't need to because I know where I stand. Oh, I like true. that song. Yeah. <laughs> one point. Yeah. One point. One point. <laughs> but yeah, dude, like. So go ahead. Where where did uh, Painkillers end up on your top 100 list? I cannot remember. Um, I, Do you have that list in front of you? Are I can look it up. You? Yes. For me, this is my number fifteen album of all time. I mean, you're like you're in special territory at oh, this yeah. level because absolutely not very much cracks my top thirty anymore. So uh, yeah, yeah, maybe the 15... album we'll talk about next week maybe cracked it as well. But <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> and someday you will add in a few more albums that will adjust this, and maybe it'll move it up. Maybe it'll move it down. Mm-hmm. Who knows? My number. 43 43 wow you barely like this album interesting okay. <laughs> uh this is right this is right under albums like uh where you want to be from uh, taking back sunday lights siberia mm. and handwritten mm. by uh the gaslight wow. anthem the gaslight Again. anthem i know of them yeah you've heard of them before right so you know and that's okay, but yeah, I, fifty I, album of all time, and of course, this is bumped up based on my life experiences. We wrote this originally in 2017, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Someday you'll add. I mean, it's it's a fun process. Whenever you want to do it, all you do is just make a list of great albums that you have absorbed through the last five years, and then you listen to them, and you have a great time, and then you rank them, and you have well, a great then, time. Well. How can I do that if I just keep listening to shitty music from the current year over and over again? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But the only album to crack my top 30 um, in the last few years was uh, Local Honey by one Brian Fallon. Oh. Uh, it's number 26. But everything else, even the the perfect stuff that I've had, is all like 38 well, and down. <laughs> that's not necessarily true because the album we're going to talk about next week has also cracked your top 30 as well. That was in your oh, top ten, true. right? But b- besides that one, I mean, that's a, a that's an anomaly. 
Mm. Does it even exist? We'll never know. You know, so I'm we'll looking at our, yeah, I'm looking at our score here, you know, 25 and, you know, 24 a piece. And yes. that's, that, that's a healthy score for painkillers, healthy score. Yes. Obviously we're going to go into sleepwalkers with a bias, but I guess we'll unpack that as, uh, as, as, as we go along. It's going to be interesting re-listening to that album again, this coming week. Um, mm-hmm. When was the last time you've heard it? In its entirety. Oh, I listened to it all this week because I, I thought we were going to do both oh. of these in the same show. So I'm 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 ready. Okay, <laughs> and there was, we go. I listened to it four times this week, and I was like, I don't think I need to listen to it anymore <laughs> because it, it was it was I was reading the Deer Hunter lyrics, and then I was reading Sleepwalkers lyrics, and I'm like, I can't do this on the same day. <laughs> this is too much right here. <laughs> so, Absolutely. It's like I know where I stand. I don't need to like kill myself by listening to it three more times you know just to make sure it's like yeah <laughs> well tell me what else you've been listening to adam because uh you know our our, our long time podcasting service has given us just a few more minutes to uh to record and adam has just left the building like, he no longer wants to record he is just done <laughs> i guess i have to let it go um well act five of the deer hunter man um I, I, I had mentioned that I was going to get into the lyrics at some point, and I jumped into Act One and Act Two. Holy cow! Like it's like it's like listening to a brand new album that you already know. It, it, oh. Does that make sense? Because like there are so many themes, and lyric genius is is way overpopulated with information about about these lyrics. So it's almost like I say. Be very careful if you're going to go on there because people have like have written about every single fucking line practically. So you just kind of take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, this seems um, like one of those bands. Yeah, exactly. So like that was amazing because you just you you feel the intensity of the lyrics with the intensity of the music, and it's just like wow. By the end of Act Two, I was like, this is freaking amazing. So. Um, that's where I stood on, on on that. But Act Five, <laughs> which um, I haven't gotten into the lyrics yet, uh, is is also a very good album. Um, Hymns with the Devil in Confessional. Hymns with the Devil in Confessional, which is again another awesome uh, album title from this band. Um, so, man, uh, what what more is there to be said about it except that it's enjoyable to listen to? There's a lot of really good songs. I mean, there's there's a lot of words. The themes and the callbacks through this are like the most fun part. And then you can still make it like hooky sound in progressive rock music with like a very whimsical nature to it that still kind of has that that early 1900s sound. It's mm-hmm. like I don't know how somebody could create all this, you know, and and survive. It seems like so much effort had to go into it. I know, quite the imagination and quite the the the, the undertaking for something like this to be put together. Yeah. So let's see. So again, I guess I'll I'll, I'll share more when I go, go into the lyrics. I guess someday down the road. Um, but I like I like this album a lot. It was great. I think I gave it like a twelve out of fifteen. Mm. Um, the March is a great song. Um, Mister Usher is a really interesting song that sounds like a nineteen forties like Frank Sinatra song with like you know like the 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 female singers in the forties who were like doing those those jazzy tunes like the Andrew Sisters, mm-hmm. the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy kind of stuff like that. That's going on in that in that in that track and you're just like 
wow, like you just don't hear this kind of thing anywhere else. I don't know how this is part of this alternative music scene, but it, it's there and people seem to like it a lot. So I can't recommend this enough. And thank you, Daniel, for giving me something very fun to listen to. Very cool. Because, yeah, listening to Act 1 and 2 and kind of like getting into the, the backstory of the mom and the son and, and, and then she dies and then like he goes – I mean, he gets on a train to go to the city and like, like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like the train is singing the song and it's just like, don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go kind of stuff. It's like, who fucking does this? It's just as like an outro slash transition into the next song that is, is so well placed. And then, you know the whole thing with him finding the girl and, and her seducing him and then him realizing like, Oh shit, what have I done? You're, you're a prostitute. And um, yeah. And, and reading all the lyrics assigned with it. I have to, I have to wait until you you've experienced it before I can really say much more. <laughs> well, I have listened to act one, the, 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 the okay. lake South and the river North. It's quite, yes. it, it it's an experience. I don't know, really know how to explain it. Like even when you were talking about it before, I was right. like, I don't know what to expect going into it. And mm-hmm. even on my first listen, I'm like, well, that was, that was different. interesting. <laughs> that was very different. Yeah. Like, right. I know you mentioned it like, okay, it's kind of like the weird panic at the disco with like all the, the strings and the horn instruments and, and yes, but mixed in with like alternative progressive rock. And I'm like, okay, I think I know what to expect. Oh boy, did yeah. I not know what to expect? No, it's a lot more than you'd expect yeah. from a 2006 album. Absolutely, yes. But uh, and, and so the lyrics just will open up a whole other like take on the album that you you don't catch when you're just like kind of listening to the album by itself. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, feel free to check that out. Like I said, it was like rehearing an album. Or like like discovering a new album that you already knew, like you knew the musical parts and you knew the parts of the music that you enjoyed, but then it was like, oh shit, like he's like really going deep. It's like you need a freaking masters in English to like pick up on like all of the different the different dynamics in the writing. And luckily, the lyric genius folks are also English majors, so they point <laughs> out things like that. I was like, oh, that's cool. I remember that from like ninth grade English. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and like again all the callbacks and the foreshadowing and all this kind of stuff oh yeah absolutely very, very cool yeah so i didn't so deep I looked- dive with the lyrics at least but like i was able to pick up okay. just those few things especially thinking back to the way you were describing the the, the concept right. of what the story is kind of about and um yes. you know just reading the very little what's very little on um wikipedia about this album too so it's like right very what, what a trip what a trip and the notion of like the pimp and the priest, it's like, it's almost like the brothel is in the front and the church is in the back. Yeah. And so like he, he's getting money on both ends. It's like, they're going in and, 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 you know, doing the brothel thing. And then as they're like soaked with guilt, then they have a church to go into where they give even more money yeah. to him. And I was like, oh, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> to like further absolve. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. yeah it's so good. That whole dynamic with that character continues to be explored through act two as well. So, um, yeah, I I could go on for days and days and I'll continue (laughs) at this point. So, So, you know, check that out if you haven't. Yeah. So are are you stopping here at act five and just waiting until act six comes out at some point? Okay. 
for now, I'm going to stop. I mean, I really kind of want to go and listen to other albums from this band now. I just don't know where to start and I have to wait until like we don't have as many new albums to come out, even though they're not going to be probably as exciting to listen to. <laughs> they're going to be bad. Let's just, let's be honest here. But uh, like yeah, I, we're three, so, we're three months into the year and all the albums are bad, but <laughs> just, so I uh, think unless I want to jump into that whole color spectrum thing, there's only like two other albums to listen to. So I'll, I'll definitely listen to those at some point. I mean, it sounds like you're just having a great yet. time with this band, so I don't see why you, yeah. why you shouldn't. You know, go check them out. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very, very interesting. I don't, I, I, I don't fully know what to make of Act One. Uh, you know, listen to it like five, six times this past week or so, and still just kind mm-hmm. of like, all right, I think I'm getting it's, it. It's more know? about, it's more about like Hunter's childhood and the, and all of the internal struggle with the mom, yeah. like doing doing something she hates, but also to take care of her child, and right? Like all of that dynamic. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a very complicated story. So, like to see where the story mm-hmm. goes in the future is going to be um, quite quite a journey, I can tell. So, yeah, I'm going to move on to track uh, or, or act two, the meaning of and all things regarding misleading. Like, all right, Sounds what 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 a fucking title! Misleading is quite the character. So. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> uh, I also um, checked out uh, when you found me by Lucero. Their 2021 yes. album, right? Yes. Yeah. And I listened to it this morning as well. Very so, cool. Because I love this album. Yeah. Featuring one of your favorite songs of the year back in Ohio. What a jaunty what little. A great song. Yeah. Jaunty little. It doesn't track. seem to fit, right? Yeah. <laughs> it seems like the outlier on the of the group, right? <laughs> it really is. Like, I, I thought it was a bonus track at first, you know? <laughs> I was like, oh, this, they're just so, re releasing a previous track. Like, but no, it's it's right there, track eight. Um, but yeah, I think it's I, I think this album's fine. I, th- I think this album is like has a lot of like really good lyrical themes. Um, but I think the sum of its parts is a little lacking, at least with the the, the three albums that I the or of the three like albums that I checked out like fully, uh, the ones that are surrounding uh, uh, this era, not not counting the most recent Lucero album. Like I think this is my least favorite, um, uh, just because I, I I think these songs don't have that kind of like that punch i don't know wow i felt that they had lots and lots of punch especially mm. tracks like coffin nails and good is gone and yeah i mean up and down it's pretty good i i think track seven the one where he's discussing like the old fable mm-hmm. about like jumping in the water and getting the ring that the woman says she lost and all that kind of stuff yeah <laughs> Yeah, like the the whiskey and religion song. Um, that's like the only one I gave a thumbs down to. But a city on fire, track nine. What a great song that is. Yeah, I like the way this album ends because even though like you know when you listen to Back in Ohio, it's like okay, this is this is very different than what I've just been listening to. And then you know, City on Fire is another great song following that. So you know, I I I, I again, I I did like this album. I'm not in love with it. I, I think the previous, I, I think oh, was that 2019 album. Was that other one I listened to? Among the Ghosts. Among the Ghosts. Yeah, eighteen. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, that one. I that one. I I would confidently say that I love that album. That would. That's a very very well well done well written album. Um, But yeah, of the of the three I listened to, I think I think um, uh, this album is maybe my least favorite. Not saying it's bad. So are you going to listen to Nobody's Darlings? Because very different sound. I re-listened to that one this morning as well. Hey, I I might as well. big difference going back to 2005 <laughs> from 2021 yeah. so um 
a lot more raw or I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> I mean, I might as well because, you know, this 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 week, you know, I was looking forward to a a, a metalcore album and was kind of let down by that metalcore album. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I mean, did, so, <clears throat> excuse me, what else have you been listening to uh, that's new? Just Story of the Year and... Manchester Another Orchestra? one with the, e- the EP, yes. The yeah. EP that was, again, forgettable. <laughs> but okay at times. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that album has, I think that EP has vibes. I think it's got a very good, like very slow and dark vibe to it, but yeah, I thought it was fine. You know, some, I, I, don't I gave it a, th- go ahead. Oh, I gave it a three out of six. That's okay. All, that's all I got for it. Yeah. My overall rating for that EP is a six. So I gave it like a, a three. The music, the music is very good. The, the songwriting mm-hmm. and like the the way that the songs stick with you uh not as much so i gave that a three out of five as well so combined score of six um story of the year though terminate pieces after a week with it how, how's that sitting with you that was that was better than i than i thought it would be but it wasn't like mind-blowing i think overall i gave it a seven out of eleven okay um the title track obviously is my favorite song on there mm-hmm yeah, uh, the opening and, track is very, very good. Yeah, and there's a few others that I really enjoyed on there too. Um, oh crap, I don't have the track listing in front of me. Um, yeah, I can't remember the names of any of them off the top of my head, but I thought it ended pretty well. The last couple of songs I, I, I know I enjoyed, and yeah. this is like the softest that they've gone. Yeah, since Page Avenue, it kind right? of feels like they maybe they're trying to recapture that sound in a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a but you know, they're after they're twenty years, years on. Years now. Yeah, after exactly. twenty years away from Page Avenue, they're trying maybe maybe trying to recapture that magic, but to lesser success, I, I feel like. But you know, it's yeah. it's perfectly serviceable if you've liked if you've liked story the story of the year in the past. I think you're gonna like this one as well. It's, it's not it's probably not gonna be your favorite story of the year album if you've heard them before, but uh, I perfectly serviceable, which is most of the I albums that have come out this year. There was better hooks on there than Wolves, that's for sure. Oh, okay. I found myself like kind of enjoying this one a lot more than that. Yeah. There's no bang bang, but I, I think some of the songs no bang, are pretty bang. <laughs> I think some of the songs are pretty exactly. close. Uh exactly. So for this week though, have you started listening to anything else? I am listening only to Rustin Kelly. Oh, and that's Mike, right. I know we've been talking about we've been talking about country music a lot and bands that are kind of country and not so country at the same time. And I'm listening to his two albums. He's got the new one coming out in April. That's right. Um, I, I'm so far so good, man. I was not expecting this because I re-listened to his EP uh, called Halloween that came out back in 2017, I believe. This was the, yeah. this was the guy we saw open for Brian Fallon in 2018 on the Sleepwalkers tour, right? And um, that that EP is not great. I re-listened to that and was just like, oh man, I don't remember anything that I liked about this. And then I turned on. The full lengths, it was like, oh, okay, this is definitely moving in the right direction. Oh, okay. It's like he's got a very Andy Hole style voice, but there's like, you know, the slide guitar element in there. Okay. But the rest of it is just it is just I'm I'm just calling it emo country at this point. It's all <laughs> it's all sad boy talking about uh, you know, being a miserable piece of shit and um but the hooks are good so far and the mm. second album is all about his recovery from drugs and alcohol and he was married to casey musgraves 
for three years and she is a famous country artist oh okay she's very well-known country artist and she i guess did some stuff on the second album um like so i'm digging vocals so far yeah, I guess vocals and maybe some instruments or something. I can't remember. Okay. I'll have to look it up again. But yeah, I had an album called Dying Star in 2018. And then Search and Destroy from 2020. And yeah, like so far, I'm, I'm really, really liking it. And okay. I, I, I can't say I'm liking everything, but there's definitely some really strong tracks mixed into that if you want to give it a listen interesting yeah i mean like again we said it when we're talking about painkillers me and country music don't really get along um so i'm 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 trepidatious with this recommendation um but he was also opening for brian fallon so we should be trusting right (laughs) (laughs) oh was that the label putting them together or was that brian he (laughs) what label was he on for sleepwalkers was he still on island i don't know island yeah he was on island (laughs) okay See, uh, Rustin Kelly is hard. on Razor and Tie, which okay, a, that sounds familiar. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll but I think, think I Tom just would definitely. Jump into it? I mean, I I did expecting to hate it because I re-listened to the Halloween EP and I was like, oh man, there was like nothing really good on here. So I was like, oh man, I'll just like listen to it once, and if I hate it, I'm not going to listen to it anymore. But by the time i got through both of them i was like oh crap this is this is this is going to be okay and thomas i feel like you would really enjoy this artist mm. as well being the alt country fan that you are um there you go all right well i don't know what the new <clears throat> the new album in april is going to sound like but so far it's pretty good well if it's stu- if it's it's stuff that you enjoy like with this then yeah well you're, you're, it sounds like you'll probably be, probably like it um you probably you probably won't like the new uh, Invent Animate album called uh, Heaven Man, Earth. That was, that was getting some some reviews on on the Discord, some rave reviews. And yeah. me and Mike were staying very quiet because I listened to that that track, and I was just like, I don't think this is for me. Hmm. Hmm. I know. I know. Dave mentioned like, man, or somebody mentioned like the the cleans were sounding good. I think it might have been Daniel. I was like, there was cleans in that song. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe that was Dave, and 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 he is right. Like, uh, so so I listened to their new album, like not giving a shit about this band because we checked this band out before, and I don't know why. Um, when you and I because both... I, I brought it up as a, as an option, I said, Mike, do you oh, okay. know anything about this band? And you said no. And then a week went by, and you had like listened to their the entire discography. <laughs> And I was like, hmm. from 2020 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they had an album coming out in 2020. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I, I don't think this band's for me. Like, I, I, I think they have a cool atmosphere. I think they have a cool vibe. And Dave is definitely it right. Very genty. It, is it, is it genty? It's genty. It's genty, and okay. it, it's got that genty like. And I know I said this a couple of weeks ago, where the guitarists and gent bands and swan core bands just sound like that they're trying to eat pussy, but they don't know how to eat pussy. This <laughs> sounds exactly like that. It's just that. Noodly, noodly, just just tr- just trying to noodle on that clit, and the girl's like, "Oh, stop! Oh, god, stop it! It's too much." Ew. <laughs> but this 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 so. this feels like that again and, and it and i i've heard this album before again there's there's good stuff in here but i it's not sitting with me like very well and i don't know if, if i'm going to continue on with it so i don't know uh we'll see okay 
I got it. Um, who else are you listening to this week? Because I was I, I listened to all of All Time Low and was like, I'm not going to listen to All Time Low anymore. So I gave up on that the, really the fast. Album, the new album, <laughs> Tell Me I'm Alive? Yeah. Because okay. I, I listened to all their previous albums and was just like, well, you know, there's – there's one good album there and a few other good songs here and there. Um, this, th- th- there's no way they're going to try to do something interesting and new on this new album. So I'm just going to let that album go. So leaves okay. me open to absorbing more country artists, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us emo kids checking out country music now. What the fuck have we yes. become? Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I think I might just – let's have all, you, you, you drop All Time Low and I'll drop Invent Animate. How about that? Okay. Sounds like a plan. Anybody else you're listening to? Well, I guess just the deer hunter and Lucero again. Okay. That would be cool. So maybe throw me, maybe throw in some, uh, some Rustin Kelly, I guess. Yeah. I, again, I'm like, I know where you stand on country and I'm just like, I don't know if Mike will like this. So I don't know. I don't know Mm. if I like it yet either. I might only like half of the songs, but Half of them are really good songs, at least. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what? This 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 coming Friday, we got it's it's another heavy week. So let's see if crunchy. any of these it's crunchy. crunchy. Yeah, I know we got we've got the uh, baby metal with the other one. We've got Fall Out yes. Boy, which we'll probably skip. We've got Meg yeah. Myers with Zia, and we've got Soft Cult with See You in the Dark EP. So you know, yes. looking forward to all well three of those, and uh, if anything else needs to get uh, <laughs> thrown into there, I guess we'll find out. But again, the following week though, we got Boy Genius, Barry Tomorrow, City and Color with the Love Still Held Me Near, and Nothing Nowhere with Void Eternal. Is that going to be yeah. the first great album of the year? Whew, I hope one of these is the first great album of the year. I know, like Story of the Year and Carousel Kings are are are, are my best albums, but mm. they're still not that that great. <laughs> they just happen to be mathematically higher than the rest of the heap. You know, unfortunately, te- <laughs> technically speaking, the Artist in the Ambulance Revisited is my highest rated album, oh. but that technically doesn't count. Don't don't expect that to see my best albums of the year. But good, the, good. the <laughs> highest rated album I have on my list right now is Skrillex's Quest for Fire. That is, a, oh. that, is that is sitting at a 6.5 out of 10. It's wow. that kind of it year. Was, it's, <laughs> man, you were saying pretty good things about it too. But it, I like it. It ended up, okay, yeah. 6.5 seemed like, like a very mediocre kind of well, score it for is. it. It is. It, it's, <laughs> it's not something that's like emotionally resonant, but it's like, hey, it's fun music to listen to while you're driving or getting work done while you're working at home you know it's like or cleaning or cook it's just fun music to put in the background so it's not something i'm going to put above like the artists in the ambulance you know (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so so i mean i would still say hold off on baby metal until you've listened to at least one of their previous albums because i don't think jumping into it it's just it's because you're you're jumping into album four the way I jumped into album one, just being like, "What the fuck is this?" And then by the end of the week, it was like, "Well, that was that was okay." Mm. And then it like gradually got better after that. <laughs> so I have a feeling like you will have that same experience because you just are not versed in 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 the J metal scene like I am. Yeah, like, you are I'm an expert more... after after all. <laughs> right, right. So. And I need to re-listen to those three albums this week too, and, and remember what I liked about them. Can I just there wasn't that to, much? Can there I wasn't just that much? I really oh, yeah. enjoyed. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> can I just listen to Kingslayer by Bring Me the Horizon, and then I'll be all caught up? 
I, I do believe that if you listen to Metal Galaxy and you hear like the really good songs that are on there, then you might be a little bit more excited for this going okay. forward. And then, you, some, again, something to compare them to okay. um, with this new album. Because I, I, I haven't listened to any singles yet, and I know there's only two of them now. So I have yeah. no idea what to expect. So um, we'll... Well, and, and, and yeah, you're not going to like it. I don't think if you just jump right in. <laughs> well, just like all future music, like uh, if from the, from the present on, like all future music and especially bands with like pretty Asian girls are just going to be AI generated anyway. Point oh to Mike, by the way. Talk about that. Oh, no, we'll get we'll get to that some other I time mean, when we do a check. I saw one news story and nothing since. Does that mean that it's popular? We have to look at the exact wording of the bet again. We will check in when our check in because we are running out of time because right. our podcasting host decided that two hours is our limit for today. I, I might have to pay for an upgrade, <laughs> but anyway, that'll do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're gonna have to tune in to next week's episode to get that comparison, folks. So join us on Discord if you want to get that full uh, f- uh that full experience but uh yeah go 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 check out painkillers go check out sleepwalkers by brian fallon and we're gonna settle it once and for all starting next week so please join us and stay subscribed for my co-host adam i am your co-host mike and like we say every time we're just trying to capture that uh, that, that those last feelings that we once had mm. like some smoke that we tried to so hard to hold right well we put it in a bag with the other magic gems oh. and then we walk around with them and we attract all the women mm. all the women because they're like that boy got a mo <laughs> joe bag stay like, subscribed oh, yeah. to the skinny with my and find out how you too can get a mojo hand <laughs> see you next week <laughs> folks <laughs> oh all right cool man so that'll let me mm. stop 